0: hello minna fans welcome back to another edition of minna fandom it is the wilbur review part two of what looks like will be a trilogy now normally normally a lot of you will click off when i introduce my guests for this show but after meeting the man himself i'm sure many of you have softened welcome back to the show andy mayo
1: softened and hardened
0: Absolutely. I don't Talking think, about um, I think a lot of the men would have been yeah. aroused.
1: <laughs> Maybe Tim and Canton will listen this time. Tim, and, Me and Tim and Canton uh, hit it off.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Look, before we get into looking back on what was a, a memorable weekend for Minna fans, um, just a bit of taking care of business, I've got two things for you. Firstly, what is your reaction to the news that Red has quit this podcast?
1: Uh, immense disappointment very disappointed Mm. but not not disappointed like i'm disappointed in red i really like red you guys you guys did it no because i give him the benefit of the doubt like red loves kms i think he loved doing this show with you so if he if there's anything going on that makes him feel like he has to step back my my sense would be that it's legitimate he wouldn't do it so so then in that case i'm not disappointed in red i'm disappointed for red hope everything's okay with him um that's a big blow for you though cuz I don't know who your I don't know who the natural successor to Red would be. You guys were you guys were really really good together. Um I don't know if you have to go to a rotating a casting couch type situation like you and Montante are really good together. Mm. But I don't know if you'd be really good together every week cuz your differences might your differences might be too much every week. You, I don't know if you guys would gel every single week, whereas Montante on a somewhat recurring basis I think would be perfect. Your last episode with him was was excellent. I really liked it. I really like you and Montante.
0: Oh, that's good. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's forced me to rethink the show. It, uh, do I just get different people on every time? Uh, you know, May- uh, Montante suggested you as a co-host.
1: Yeah, I think his words were... I wasn't as big a dweeb as he expected, which was mm. nice. <laughs> Montante also asked me why I dressed like I'm a on my way to ump a little league game, which <laughs> which I had no I had no retort for because he it, he nailed me to the wall. I looked at myself and realized that's exactly how I look, and I had no no explanation. I
0: mean, I mean you've got terrible fashion sense. You, we walked yeah. through a couple <laughs> of shops together in Connecticut, and you suggested some clothes that were <laughs> god awful. And, <laughs> and I've and I've seen your hometown now, and basically actually compared to the rest of the people there you dress pretty well yes
1: yeah i'm a putnam 10 i'm a like rest of the world four but That's I'm, right. a Put- I'm a putnam 10
0: <laughs> yeah, what yeah. They, the quiet corner of connecticut
1: <laughs> i did tell my wife i said i wish you'd come to old navy with me and manners because it was basically me pointing at a shirt and manners just shaking his head going
0: awful just awful mayo <laughs> it was true uh yes yeah, so the red's gone uh i guess when i get back i'll have to sort of read. one thing that's annoying is had red given me this news and it's just the way time works out like i'm not blaming him had i got this news earlier in the trip i would have liked to have done sort of the casting couch in person like you know montante was suggesting maybe a female co-host at some stages and i could have maybe got the casting couch going in person which would have been more fun but maybe i'll just have to do it remotely yeah i
1: mean yeah and who knows if uh i mean the other thing is who knows if red you know two weeks from now could be a different story he could be could be overwhelmed in the moment and maybe when the dust settles a bit he'll realize he does have more room in his life for this than he thought um but yeah, I mean, I'm sure he gave you can't you the think noose. like
0: that, though, when someone breaks up with you, like when you're in a relationship and someone ends it, the worst thing you can do is hold on to some hope that they'll take you back. So I think I've just got to mentally move on. I can't be waiting for red to just flick me a message. I'm uh-huh. available. I got my breasts out. I guess. Yeah, maybe it's
1: more of a not like you jump back into the relationship, but they're like, hey, we used to we used to we used to hook up. Let's hook up again with less commitment. So maybe yeah. red, maybe red would be on your, on your casting couch.
0: That's right.
1: I hope he's uh, okay though. Uh, you know, so I, felt I bad. Of
0: course. Like uh, I said, he bad.
1: the fact that he wasn't at the Wilbur knowing red, how much he loves the show. There's, you know, he's got to have a good reason. So
0: boy, I'm did he miss okay. sad? I mean, it's only two hours from his house at, at best that he couldn't come. I mean, it must be pretty serious. Uh, anyway, they announced on today's Kirk Minahan show that they're going to be there spring next year.
1: Wait, there Shows. was a show
0: today. Yeah, the recording, and the, they've tweeted out that um, it's not out yet. But they've tweeted out that they're going to do shows at the Wilbur next spring, twenty twenty-three. Fuck yeah, good. So maybe Red can make it there. I won't be there, unfortunately. That's, I'm glad some miracle happens. I'm not glad you
1: won't be there. I'm glad. I'm glad they're going to do another show at the Wilbur.
0: Yeah, hopefully they'll like turn the AC on and maybe give us a little bit more room in the VIP section.
1: Why you thought it was hot down there?
0: It was just hot everywhere and really crowded, which I didn't mind, but I don't think if you were in the VIP section, you were particularly comfortable. No, honestly,
1: I I looked at a, I was going to buy a VIP seat, but I didn't like that they, you were seated sideways to the stage, and then no, and then I got a seat know. I got a seat just to the left of the VIP where, but you were straight onto the stage with no table in front of you. I actually thought my seat was was better, although I guess it would have maybe it would have been better in the center um yeah i didn't really care for the that that arrangement of the vip section i didn't want to sit with like my neck turned the whole time
0: no i've got a sore neck today and and last bit of taking care of business this is just a quick thing that's been bugging me so the show before the Wilbur in studio with polar and sheldon and mike the electric sheldon i thought it was very insulting from that drunk Greg to go to Kirk and say, I've got Jason Priestley for three minutes. And I think he put Kirk in an in an, an unwinnable situation because Kirk can't say no. He's just got to go through with it. But uh, Polar should have had more respect and more, I guess, um, appreciation for Kirk standing in the industry. You don't offer anybody to Kirk for three minutes. I'm sorry, if if Cullinaner walked in and said, I've got, um, Priestley for three minutes. I've got Fred Couples for three minutes. He will be laughed out of the studio. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Greg Polar should have vetted that himself and not even brought it into the studio.
1: I could not disagree more. I think Polar played it perfectly.
0: Why? Three minutes. That's so insulting. Like one of the greatest mm-hmm. interviewers in the history of American broadcasting is just given like this pissy little, you know, chat with – Priestley, where he doesn't get to really ask any questions it's just a suck his dick kind of thing i mean it was it was insulting to kirk and uh polar just you know who does he think kirk is that he has to sort of get the scraps? So or Priestley can call in you know but you know between coffee you know on a coffee break or something very bad uh
1: i think you have to consider the context in which it occurred so if it had been any other week a, a normal week maybe i could I could see where you were coming from more. But in this case, in the context of the last live show before the Wilbur, knowing how stressed out those guys were, knowing how Kirk gets leading up to a live show, I thought that the three minutes was more appropriate than, hey, a surprise for you. You're going to talk to Jason Priestley today, and you've got to fill 30 minutes. If it had been a lengthier interview, I would say, well, you kind of fucked him because you didn't give him any time to prep. But the fact that he had no time to prep, but it was just a surprise and it was almost just a like, hey, Kirk, here's this delicious treat for you to have to kind of calm you down, get you feeling good right before the Wilbur. I thought it was perfect for that. And it, it seemed to open the door like Jason Priestley clearly had a good time, clearly like the joke about dressing up as the old guy and banging his wife, like got a genuine laugh. He seemed to mean it when he said, yeah, I'll connect with you guys again. So Polar, I think, opened the door, made that connection, but didn't didn't force it he gave him just just enough i thought it was appropriate for for the situation that it occurred in
0: yeah bullshit i mean of course it opens the door so th- it's not all negative but it should, should, should never have happened
1: uh, oh but, see i um, i could
0: yeah, i'm so i'm we're totally
1: on the opposite side on this i thought it was i to me it, it was like i already loved greg and thought he was a great fit that to me was greg just like putting his dick on the table and saying yeah i'm the best i'm the best please. guest ever
0: flaccid drunk dick on the table you <laughs> definitely couldn't have got up on saturday night after the amount he'd imbibed um
1: he's he's uh, manlier looking than i thought he would be based on his voice
0: mm, i mean i've seen his show a few times welcome to sweden so pretty sure pretty much know what he looks like he said to me actually he said i was telling talking about that show and he says yeah if you watch it I, you know you can tell i'm a really terrible actor in the most of welcome to sweden i said yeah you can tell yeah it's a bit tell. like um when jerry seinfeld started acting it was just awful
1: so you guys managed to have that conversation like in between people taking photos with you and you signing autographs
0: absolutely i was yeah. able to clear a bit of time in between the <laughs> first and second second show to talk to another star of the kms universe um you okay, were a so- little
1: you were a little celebrity like i i didn't get to see you as much as i would have liked the day of the show mm. but then the times i was around you uh people kept coming up to you and saying stuff and and that was it's it's awkward to be the person with you when that happens. So I almost was like, okay, I'm glad I didn't see as much as mentors. Cause I'm sure you were getting that all day, Absolutely. which is, which is of course has nothing to do with you because you're just garbage it Has everything to do with KMS. Just a little, a little bit of shine that they rubbed off on you and look at all the attention that you got.
0: Well, I think I've made my own path in this world and yeah, it was incredible. As I said yesterday with Mike, love the fans. Um, you're yeah, great people. Um, so, so tell me. So, uh, Lee Priestley, there. As I said, I, I just think you know he didn't even know Kirk's name. He, you know, he didn't even know about the Wilbur. Maybe if Polar had got Priestley to ring up and you know wish him luck for tomorrow. But as I said, I just think you got to show Kirk more respect. Um, all right. So, Mayor, you you didn't want to come to the Wilbur, but I convinced you in Putnam. I'm a um, fucking idiot. So you you must are you thrilled you went. Oh yeah, of course. I'm such an
1: asshole. I'm just such a. I'm just. i was just so fucking stupid. Even like Daver was asking me about trying to. He asked me to try to explain like why I said I shouldn't go, and I was like, I can't even explain it. I'm just fucking. I'm just full of shit, and 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 just an idiot. I'm okay. so glad I went. I'm okay. so glad I went. It was awesome.
0: So you so you drove down from Connecticut. You hit JJ Foley's. Yeah, um, you know that was I guess your first real Minifan meet and greet. I mean, you got out of your car so already are you gone further than you'd ever gone before what what was it like
1: well the first i walked in and uh getting into boston was well, well oh yeah no one gives a fuck about my travel so i Please, walked no. into the bar <laughs> i walked into the bar
0: there was traffic in boston was no there? it
1: was no it was actually it was totally smooth um but i walked in the bar tim wriggles was the first guy i saw tim was awesome
0: doing uh, shots no doubt, at the bar
1: he, yeah, he was, yeah, he was, everybody, I mean, everybody was having some drinks, and then uh, I saw Tim right away, and then I saw Rob, Rob Doherty, Rob was great, um, Rob, yeah, uh, everyone was talking about Blob shooting up the place, but after talking to Rob, my money was on, not Rob shooting up the place, but Rob uh, shooting or somehow accosting Chris Clemmer
0: because mm.
1: that guy is, Ooh.
0: Uh, Bitter doesn't even do it justice. He's going, did he?
1: Oh, yeah, he? he got going. <laughs> it was immediate. Wow. <laughs> but I did tell Rob, I mean, if I if I was one of you guys who got in studio, I probably would be just as obsessed with wanting to get back in there and get that chance. So if I was in Rob's shoes, I'd probably be equally uh, you know, he's like turning into Gollum with the ring as far as KMS. It's just <laughs> it's just consuming him.
0: <laughs> oh but yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, Rob was great, everybody was fucking. Everybody was super nice. I got to meet Tim and Canton had a name tag on that said Mayo. So I walked up to him and pointed. At, I said, why would you do that to yourself? And I don't think he realized I was, was who I was. Cause he says, i like, oh, I just, I'm waiting to meet the guy. And I was like, Oh, that's yeah. That's me. And Tim, but Tim was great. Tim so did was you talk uh,
0: to him because you know, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Tim and I
1: chatted. Great. Yep, Maybe yep. he's still listening then. He was, yeah. Tim was, uh, Tim was, uh, uh, as like Tim lived up to the hype around him. Kevin from Bristol, also uh, a guy I've given shit to before, could not have been nicer. The Minna ladies like I know everybody says this about mina fans, but it was my first experience, like the nicest fucking group of people. Um, lots of people bought me drinks, not even because I'm special. I think everyone was just buying each other drinks. And that leads me to an etiquette question manners. When you're at a bar like that, like Dave or bought me a drink, am I obligated to try to buy him another drink before the event ends? Cause if yeah, so, I, I didn't, of, I don't think I bought anybody a drink.
0: That's kind of the etiquette. So oh, you're shit. admitting okay. to being, um, I mean, you and Adam that. in Jersey would have got on well then. I did. That. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it's hard when you're in those big parties cause you know, they're moving and you're not in one area, but yes, that's the etiquette.
1: Yeah. I think, I think I owed three or four people drinks, but that would have meant getting another drink. Three you remember or four like times. 11,
0: uh, like a midnight when we we're leaving the second show, one guy said to you, Oh, you never bought me a drink, man. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> who
1: was that guy i have no idea Um, uh if anyone can help us out he was like a middle-aged white guy
0: who was at kms slightly overweight yeah (laughs) definitely on antidepressants
1: (laughs) oh uh, a significant other with him who maybe didn't seem as interested in the
0: event exactly (laughs) just had this quizzical look on her face
1: (laughs) actually i don't i don't specifically remember that i remember his wife was very nice i don't remember if she seemed into it i did observe the several instances in the crowd of guys that had women with them. And you could just tell from the body language that the women had no idea what was going on. And I kind of like, I don't know why you would bring, I would never bring my wife. Because no. she's just not into it, so I don't understand. I don't understand. It's that all impulse jokes
0: and like you're not going to get it. But you know these poor women have probably been asked on a date, you know, like a show at the Wilbur. They're thinking, yeah. oh, dressed up, it's going to be a nice, you know, show, and and they get there, and it's you know a podcast host being wheeled out on a cross, and you know <laughs> Justin, uh, you know, interrupting a blind man stand up. I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy for those people. So so you're at JJ's. Um, yep. which, which I, I thought was such a good event. Like I'm so glad I did the live minifandom. fandom, you know, that was a desire, you know, the show itself wasn't anything, but it just brought everything to everyone together. And, you know, for the rest of the night, we never really had that again. Everyone kind of would split off and go off and to different parts around the Wilbur. So it was really good. We had that made up beforehand and could just, you know, there was a lot of people that had come in from out of town that had come by themselves. And, um, you know, they got to meet other Minna fans, um, Steve Robinson, Subaru, um, Todd. Yeah, lots of them. Great. Lots of Tom. Lots of great guys. Poppy. Medium Poppy. I got to meet yep. him. I was that was I incredible. Great in person. Nice. Um, you know, the war's over. Um, we we bonded over our Hungarian heritage. Um, He's a tall have drink nice, of water,
1: but... too. What? He's a tall drink of water. Very skinny. I didn't, I didn't realize he was yeah. that. There's yeah. a lot of people like um, – a lot of people whose physical appearance was different, even though I knew what they looked like, like um, Patrick from Lawrence. He looks like Jason Momoa if he stopped working out mm, like a big, big, huge. tall kind of caveman of a dude. Yeah. I thought, I, I don't know why. I thought he'd be smaller. Ted Sellers was there. That was cool. Yeah, um, I love that. yeah. JJ Foley's was a good, great idea. I'm glad you guys did that. And it's nice that uh, it's nice that the show could have that type of pre gathering while taking the, Pressure off of the guys on the show to actually organize mm. that. That was cool.
0: Yeah, won't be acknowledged by Kirk though. Um, he would never acknowledge that. But whatever. Um, I
1: I thought we might get a Kirk pop by at JJ's.
0: I thought he would actually want to, but he would be too busy. Like there yeah, would be too much yeah. going on. He would be too stressed. Um, you know, all reports were he was just pacing around outside the Wilbur. Um, you know, so there the, there would have been too much for him to to come down. Um, so yeah, so the JJ's was great. We head to the show. I mean, we went to both shows. Um, so yeah, I, I guess, guess we're just
1: super fans, you know.
0: Yeah, we're the real fans. Two guys um, that hate the show. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, I rate. Well, I mean, what are your What are your impressions of both shows? Start with the I first loved one. it. What's your first show? It. Give Give me your first show rating out of ten uh i gave nine? 8.1 i gave 8.1
1: yeah i'd say a, i'd say an eight eight or nine yep eight or nine although even the um even, but then if you say why not a 10 like i don't even really have any improvements that i would suggest so but I, i'm just a, like well nothing's perfect so you can't you can't give a 10 give mm. nine, maybe a 9.9
0: yeah um, see, I, I'm see i'm rating on a scale so obviously i think the second show is better than the first show so i've got to rate the second show higher and the reason I think the second second show was better was kind of flowed a bit better. Uh, Kirk was funnier. I thought there was actually more sort of relaxing chat that Kirk was able to, to do. Like the first show, he seemed tense. Cull didn't know the run sheet. So Kirk was getting annoyed. Whereas in the second show, I thought we got a lot of great Kirk lines.
1: Yeah. Cullinane, I felt bad for in the first show because he made an honest mistake, but li- I mean, he made an honest, literally on a big stage. And, uh, and Kirk being Kirk, like there's the, uh, what's the, there's the old adage in like theater of, um, uh ah, fuck. I can't remember, but it's basically like, you never acknowledge the mistake. Like mm-hmm. if you mess up, you just keep going. Yeah. And probably most people in the crowd won't notice it, but Kirk, Kirk adopts the very, the exact opposite philosophy, which is let's point it out and make a big thing of it, which maybe rattled Cullinane a little more, but it, but it doesn't even matter. Cause just pointing it out and ragging on Cullinane was funny. So it's, so who cares? But Colaine's—he's a little. It kind of reminded me of. You ever notice on the calls? It seems like Colaine is quite often dropping a call before Kirk is really done with them, or yeah. Kirk will have something else, and Dave will be like, "Oh, they're gone." They dropped, I always got yeah. the sense that's Dave dropping them. So it's almost like he's his—he's got just like his trigger fingers a little too itchy, and that he. I, so I—I I thought that was on display too. Like he—he he just kind of jumped the gun with the video intros instead of waiting till, like Kirk, you could see was making it clear to Dave and the band like when to go on things mm. and leading up to it. But yeah. um but I thought it was I mean then I saw people saying like if you're really going to criticize Dave for that and say he genuinely like affected the quality of the show or I didn't think it was that bad. It was a mistake, but it was a no, not at one. all. It yeah, could have been, yeah, it could have been so much worse. But yeah, so if you're going to give him genuine shit about it, it I think he that's did too kill far. the joke
0: though, because the joke was Kirk says I love this girl, and then it's Julie DeCaro. Yeah, Kirk goes, "What's next?" and he goes, "Julie DeCaro." Babe. Yeah, so it's <laughs> yeah. like you know, give the punchline <laughs> first. Um, so yeah, I I thought the first show, you know, very good again. So I'm giving it eight point one out of not- ten.
1: 9.90 for me. Wow. 9.90 yeah.
0: for the yep. first show. Yeah. I thought the the energy in the first crowd was palpable. Like everyone was pumped. Like when the the music started, I thought the band were great. I thought, um, you know, I thought Blind Mike was good in the first one, although he couldn't hear. Like I thought everyone did well.
1: Yeah. I felt bad. I felt bad for Mike too, because anybody in that situation, not being able to hear, that's literally like the stuff of nightmares. You know, mm. that's, that's such an anxiety inducing scenario to find yourself in. Then when you consider the fact that Mike's blind, so he's even, he was blind and deaf in that situation. Like he's even more reliant on hearing, obviously. So yeah, I felt bad for him for that, but I thought he, I thought he handled it well. And I know pe- people will make jokes about Mike being quiet during the show, but it was uh like, it was, was the, it was, it yeah, exactly. It was the Kirk Minahan show. Like, mm. And it should have been. I knew Kirk's a performer, but I, and I, if I had to put money on it, I would have said he'd be able to perform the way he did, but I'd never seen it quite like that. Like Kirk went out there and put on a show. It was a production and his, his energy led the whole, the whole, he's just a fucking madman from the beginning. It was great.
0: I could see him being a little theater kid now, you know, those sort of stories he talks about where Patricia had taken to dance class. And, you know, as I said yesterday, you know, I think there was a bit of the show where Kirk was living out his Bruce Springsteen fantasy.
1: I think so. I think so. And I'm glad, I'm glad I got to see it. And I'm, I'm glad we went to both shows because it was an interesting juxtaposition, especially things like the Julie DeCaro. Like you knew seeing the first show that Dave botched the joke and the Mm punchline. But then when you see the second show and it goes off smoothly then you can really see, okay, that's how it should have gone in the first show. Yeah. So I was glad to be able to compare and contrast them. And I thought they were just different enough from one another that it made it worth seeing both.
0: there was just enough different stuff. I mean, most of the videos in the second show were original. They didn't really use many of the same videos. I don't think no. they used any, apart from the Julie DeCaro one. Um. So just sticking with the first show, any highlights? I mean, I, I mean, I loved it when Steve's Alive guy got up. I thought that was just a, a moment in KMS show history that'll never be forgotten.
1: Steve's a, I'm not totally convinced that that Steve's a liar guy. What? So I need to hear, I need to hear I Steve's a liar. Then
0: you would get some cockamamie <laughs> bullshit from you at some stage.
1: I need to, I think it was like a wizard of Oz situation. Like I think the real Steve's a liar guy was behind, behind the scenes singing live, but still not visible. And they were like, let's get some good looking rock star type of guy up here. That There's no way that voice belongs to that man unless he's purposely doing that voice. There's no way that that... Like, that guy, he must be a professional musician, right? That's him. That's the Steve's a Liar guy. How does... But so when he's he's singing for real, like if he's in a band and he's singing, does he sound like Steve's a Liar guy? Or is is the Steve's a Liar guy voice a voice that that guy does just because it's funny? Because the Steve's a Liar guy voice sucks. Like, he's not... He's brilliant, but he's not a good singer, right? Like, I don't know much about singing, but when I hear him, I always thought part of the humor is he sounds like me singing. Like, I can't really sing well, so I was not expecting someone who's and he doesn't make his own songs like Corano, so that made me think he's not actually a musician. So I was so shocked when the guy got up there and looks like a fucking rock god. I was like, no, this is this is a it's a ruse within a ruse. It's got no,
0: no, no. that was him. Uh, That sounded like him. I think he just. That's the way he sounds on recordings, but he sounded great.
1: No, he sounded great, but he sounded like him. And part of him is it's kind of a silly voice, right? Mm. Like it's kind of a silly nerdy yeah. voice. I'm not like expecting it to come from that guy.
0: Well, but Kirk,
1: it, I liked one of my highlights. I think it was the second show.
0: Well, first Kirk, show Kirk.
1: No, but Kirk picked him up. Was it the second show where Kirk picked up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That was that, great. I can't
0: remember. I mean,
1: cause you know, one thing I noticed was Kirk clearly like he picked up. Steve's a liar guy. He was plugging the band. He couldn't plug that band more. No
0: exit four.
1: Yeah. He's just, he's a great guy like that. Like he was making sure those people got there. Probably wasn't
0: paying them very much.
1: No, Uh, I don't know. Well, maybe not,
0: but. I like in the second show where Justin was talking about trying to get a, a stripper or a massage <laughs> artist yeah. and he says he called an Oriental <laughs> massage place and, and Kirk, you know, stopped in there and, you know, pulled out the, the Asian gentleman from the band and apologized profusely to him. You know, I wonder what this band is thinking. Like these guys who you know don't know the show and they're just, you know, dropped in the middle of a, a live event like that.
1: Yeah. Do you think they don't know the show? I
0: don't think was so. Was that said at some point? Yeah, I think one of them was a minor fan, but okay. that was it.
1: Okay, yeah. As soon as Justin said that, I think ninety percent of us in the crowd were like, ooh, "Justin, nope, you don't. Nope, that's <laughs> not
0: that's not the way to do that." All right. So, uh, first show. That anything else from the first show? Um, I was very surprised that
1: Steve Robinson wasn't there. Yeah, I would have put money on Steve being there, and I'm curious why he wasn't. But his video was very good.
0: Very clever video. He is, uh, he is a sarcastic asshole and yes. he can be funny when being like that. But in the end, I thought actually it's not a surprise. Like I kept thinking he'd be there because he'd be desperate to get his cut of the the ticket, ticket sales. But then when I think about it, he fucking hates the Minifans. Like it would be a nightmare for him. He hates us all. Uh, he doesn't like Mike. He shits on Cullinane. Like why would he come? The only person he likes there is Kirk
1: yeah, your ticket sale slice never made sense to me
0: because what, you what mean? it?
1: why would he need to physically be there? To- oh, no, I just
0: think I, I thought at some stage, Kirk might've said to him, look, you're going to make a bit of money out of this. Why don't you do a surprise appearance?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: But, but then Kirk said on the second show, you know, he thought about doing that, but Steve was at Magnolia and he thought this would be funnier to get the video teasing him coming. And then he just says, fuck <laughs> off. And, it was I mean, funny. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Steve hates us, So why would he turn <laughs> up? You know, he wouldn't want to be in like a thousand selfies like me. I
1: like the, uh, I I really liked that when they they played his video the second time in the second show and Kirk was revving up the crowd like, do you want to see Steve Robinson? I thought for sure, okay, this is the joke that they held him off in the first show, but they're going to make him part of the second show. And then it was even funnier that, no, they still, they just did it twice. They yeah. didn't, didn't have them there.
0: So between two shows, we all sort of pile out of the wheelbar. Um, we race across to Panera to get a, a, I got a sandwich. You got a green smoothie. Yeah. It um, was not good. No, yeah. It didn't look good. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, a few people went to bars and, you know, I was sort of undecided whether to go back into the second show or do I socialize with the beautiful mina ladies and, um, there that all the creepy guys hanging around them, but then I thought, no, uh, I'll go in. You know, I've come 10,000 miles, got to see both shows. Yeah,
1: how could you not? Oh, of course. And then I,
0: I, I managed to get onto the balcony for the second show. Beautiful man, gearhead Mike gave me a great seat.
1: I was jealous. Uh, yeah, I could see you.
0: Yeah. Um, and that was amazing. Like, I love the second show because, you know, I think 60% of the audience had been at the first show. Um, so everyone was really into it. Um, it wasn't full though, was it? I mean, what do you think? 60% full, the whole, whole theater? I don't know. Cause
1: I was in the front row of the mezzanine. So that's the, f-
0: the Second first level. upper
1: level. So all I could really see was the floor below me, which was full. Yeah. And I never really was like turning around to look at my section. Mezzanine and I, and balcony I obviously couldn't pretty see empty. the upper section. Yeah. So I really didn't have a sense, but it didn't as far as being in the crowd and a member of the audience, it did not feel different first show to second show to me. Like the energy seemed the same. People seemed just as into it. So uh, if there were fewer people there, I didn't, from my vantage point, it didn't really seem to take away from, from anything.
0: I agree. Yeah. The atmosphere was terrific. As I said, it, I mean, the people that were there were loving the show you know, as I said, I thought they did really well with the second show, a lot of original content. So we had, you know, original vi- videos from Karabas. Uh, we had, you know, who else? We had There was another original video. Uh, there was the Whitney one about uh, Kirk's pants. Um, there was a lot of original segments. So that was more than I thought.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really clever, the fact that if you saw both shows, they were significantly different enough that you were entertained. You didn't feel like I've seen this before already. Um, and yeah. uh, I know before,
1: I can't remember if we said it on your show or if we just chatted about it. I thought Cullinane's let's make the set look like Papagino's idea was really good. But mm. n- but once I was there, I realized, no, it's better off. That, th- that would have been expensive. That would have been logistically a lot to do and they didn't need it. Like I actually thought it was quite funny that it was just Kirk's desk, obviously the same desk from the studio. Like they basically just moved the studio Over there. Yeah. Um, and then I'm not even sure. Did Kirk ever sit behind the desk? Maybe in the second show for a minute and then he got up?
0: Well, he started the first show there and said, No, I'm gonna stand up.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. The the two shows kind of bleed together for me a bit. Um
0: well I'm not surprised all the boos and yeah. yeah,
1: Yeah, I wasn't too yeah, it was the other stuff that really did it, but um But I thought it was funny that they brought the desk and then didn't really use it, didn't do any of the because the one one thing missing and I'm not even saying this is a negative, but there was less of the there was less of the typical Kirk Minahan show structure than other live shows.
0: Like yeah, it wasn't a show. It wasn't a, no, a live show. No. It wasn't a, just a live podcast recording like at or Magnolia. Yeah. Like, I think if you didn't go to this, you missed out on something special. Like it was yes. unique. Uh, I wonder if they'll release the audio as a podcast. I'm
1: torn on that because if I hadn't been there, I would be clamoring for it. So for everyone who couldn't be there, I can totally understand how badly they must want to hear it. But I also understand like I think Kirk wanted to make it a special thing like you had to be there for it. And and they clearly put on a show for the audience that was there, not a show that could be good for the audience, but also good for people listening to it on demand like foreplay did. Like it was a show for the people there, which made it all the more special. And I think that's the difference between like maybe if they keep doing the Wilbur and they keep doing Sacco or Magnolia. Like there's some shows where it's literally a live Kirk Minahan show. And then there's shows like the Wilbur where it's a fucking production and Mm. more of an event in and of itself and less, less like the typical show. Cause even I miss, like I think after the show I said, yeah, I could have used some of the bullshitting, but now that I think about it, like they started, the energy was like at 11 at the beginning and they pretty much barreled through and Kirk kept that high energy so it probably would have been like letting air out of the balloon to like settle down and just talk to Dave and Mike about whatever's, you know, just to have more of the, the bullshitting like they do on the show. It probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have probably wouldn't have fit, even though I I missed it at the moment. But it probably would have taken away if they'd done that.
0: Yeah, I think so. As I said, I thought the second show I liked Kirk. We got a bit more of Kirk's humor and, you know, making fun of mina fans and his co-hosts. I'm, I, I love Justin's in memoriam video in the second show. I thought that was a winner um i thought that was a good bit yeah yeah he made a powerpoint but it was a good one i mean <laughs> it doesn't great. have to be complicated <laughs> but just i know. You, know you go to those um you know, award shows there's always an in memoriam i just thought it, for justin that's a great effort yes yeah and, he nailed um, it you know it was this, simple but effective was clemmer
1: uh, in the in memoriam
0: i don't think so but boy i mean Should you, he have, been? you heard the rumor yesterday from montante that can we get into and, that I mean, he's got good sources that Tell uh, me, give me, the, give me the give me the dirt.
1: What are the details? Well,
0: I, I haven't heard any more than
1: what um, did Montante tell you, and that you didn't say on air.
0: Well, just that, that um, well, everything he said on air. He didn't tell me, like that. Clemmer went backstage, and Kirk, um, you know, shouted, you know, told him to get lost, and ra- ra- you know, wasn't happy, and and um, that was it. You know, there was a bit of a dust up between them. I'm sure, you know, with still scenes there. Um, it was. Yeah, you know, it might have been a bit for the cameras, but I saw Clemmer sheepishly coming from backstage at some point.
1: Me too, but I kind of just assumed he moves in a sheepish way.
0: No, I, I didn't I even can... see
1: I didn't see him and think to myself, oh, his body language is reading that way because he just got his ass chewed off back there. I just was like, Oh, that's Clemmer. He's like the same way he got out of his chair that one time. Like he was just kind of like sneaking by, not wanting to get in the way. But uh, I would want to know. How did he get backstage? Because obviously, if I tried to go backstage, I, pro- I well, I, I don't know. I would
0: assume I'd be stopped. I mean, he does work at Barstool. So, you know, if the yeah, stall but, scenes. So some, go- but, Nick, Nick, the stall scenes guy, doesn't work for Kirk. He's there for Barstool. He could have said, hey, Chris, come here. I want to get some footage of you. Yeah, and, some, and, that's what I mean. And, somebody and gave him like, the opening. Fuck off. I don't want you here. This is my night. But like, how, it was great, how great night.
1: will it be if it was Cullenane who said, yeah, Chris, come yes. by. Because he's going to get him. fucking killed for it. I I hope it was Colinane who who told Chris to come say hi. But I'm glad That'll good for funny. Kirk for saying no. Like that's that's uh uh obviously Chris is a good guy, but that's their night that I can I I'm not surprised if Kirk reacted that way.
0: Mm. Like What's this is your... this is our night. You yeah. you
1: left the team. Like get the fuck out of here. You're not you're not on the team.
0: Mm. So from run one raging alcoholic to another what's your thoughts on greg polis performance in the second show he gets up completely hammered he'd been doing shots (laughs) with minifans uh all night um you know he's ah the minifans are great and then you know they played his video What what did you think
1: i mean was it i guess i don't know if i would call it a performance but it was uh it was fine. It was about what I'm glad I didn't need to see it. I, I didn't need to see it twice, so I thought that was one that they purposely held for the second show, not yeah. so much that they intended to have it in both and had to cut it. I thought that was a good one to hold off on. Um, you know Especially me, I'm a yeah, I'm a sappy, sentimental guy, so I probably would have also gone where Polar was going, which was like, let's be serious. You, the fans are the fucking this is best. A great like,
0: night. This is a great yeah.
1: night. Well, and you know, you these. and I had talked about. When they first announced the Wilbur, it was a celebration of Kirk leaving EEI, landing at Barstool. Like, the Wilbur selling out at that time was the ultimate fuck you to everyone who didn't have Kirk's back. And then when it got delayed by two years, I kind of felt like, is it still going to have that victory celebration energy? And I thought it ended up having it big time, which is great. But um, So I thought Polar was kind of touching on that a little bit to say, you know, Tonight, like, it's fun, but it it is like, it's a big, it was a big night for Kirk. He does have the best fans. So I kind of like that he went there, but I, but again, but it's hilarious that he was drunk and that Kirk just took the, took the steam out of it and gave him a bunch of shit over it. I thought that was great. And I didn't, I mean,
0: it, his video was a parody to, you know, of Clemmer's he, thing? Yeah, he did the parody of Clemmer's thing with the rap. And then okay. they did a little video where it sort of looked like Paula had been feeding Clemmer all this material for the last month. Um, oh, remember, oh, I've got the Texas poop holder. Yes, and then he said, okay, you know, okay. Um, so that was pretty funny. I, I, um, I just think you know, when you look at sort of the history of Mike being you know hammered at Madawaska, and even on the show where you know that uh Priestley called in uh, for a minute, um, you know, uh, Greg was saying to Kirk, oh, you have no patience, um you know people that have a few drinks you know you're one of those like reformed drinkers that has no patience <laughs> yeah. for drinkers
1: and then he gets up there sloshed like it's not like he it's not like he was or, like oh i had a few can beers you hear me before. okay
0: yeah can you hear me
1: manners get your technical house together yeah. you can hear me
0: yeah i can hear you okay is there um, a delay no i'm no, hardwired in, in baby
1: i'm on ethernet I'm not, so that's on I'm you not.
0: Yep, yeah, I'm in my hotel. So, but yeah, Greg okay, so fine. second show. Yep, yeah, so what's your mark out of 10 for the second show? Now, you've given nine. the first one nine point nine point nine. So, where can you go from here?
1: No, I, the first one's a 9.90. Second one, yeah. I'll go 9.98.
0: Okay, wow. Yeah. You're really embracing being a suck pump now. I like it. Um, So I'm going 9.5, 9.6 for the second show. So 8.1 for the first (laughs) one and then 9.6 for the second one. But, you know, part of it is just my experience. You know, I had a great experience for the second show um, sitting up the top there. I don't know. I mean, it could be just me, um, but I, I just thought, you know, there, there was a 1.5 difference in the shows for me, points wise, on the men's scoring system. But, you know, you know both both are a triumph. Now, what do you give Kirk for his performance with a letter grade?
1: A. plus.
0: Yeah, I agree. Plus,
1: how many pluses are allowed?
0: I don't know. Give him all the pluses. Give him all the pluses. Uh, Blind Mike for his, just, you can give him his whole night. An A. An A. Great. Yes. I, I'm going to give um, Mike a. I'll give him a B plus, A minus. Um. He
1: was like, he was like Red, Red in studio with you and Kirk. The way Red got out of the way, like Mike didn't do a ton. Although, no, fuck that. Mike's stand up was good. Mm. And you know what? You Mike, made fun of me. He made fun of you that, he, and he he did the his accent was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but Mike, man, like, it's such a joy to see Mike whatever he's done he's clearly in a better place now than he used to be and his stand-up exemplified that to me like he clearly put thought into it and prepared and showed that if he does do that prep like he's gonna do well i thought his stand-up was genuinely funny funnier in the. i think he ran you know he didn't have as strong material for the second show but um but no i thought mike did i thought mike did really well and i was happy for him that the whole bit of like oh mike didn't prepare and he's gonna you know crash and die up there didn't didn't quite happen
0: so Montante gave Cullinane a D for the first show yesterday. I mean, you can split them up. I mean, I think Cullinane, you know, a C for the first show and then an A for the second show. What about you?
1: Uh, I'd say B for the first show, A for the second A minus. B. No, B for the first show, B plus for the second show.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah, fair. He, he did, did well. Those things are hard to pull off. Um, Cullinane, you know, getting into the theater just the day before and, you know yes. trying to cut corners cost-wise i'm sure you know i'm not sure the you know the band probably rocked up you know saturday afternoon never met them before so um well, they, yeah
1: they said they couldn't even get in to do technical tests of stuff until friday right yeah yeah so some of it is even uh you never i don't know you never know what the mistakes that got made how much of it is circumstantial how much of it is just a straight fuck up on his part yeah
0: justin what do you give him
1: I don't know. I guess an A. I don't like he didn't add or subtract for me. His PowerPoint okay. was good.
0: He uh, you're followed being very, Kirk generous, today. very yeah. generous today. Very generous today. Yeah, I mean, I give Justin a B. B plus. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I mean, he got there. That's the miracle. He was actually there. He didn't take mental time. No. Nope. So he looked. Everybody looked.
1: Everybody looked good. They looked sharp. I, I I genuinely liked Kirk's uh, Kirk suit. I kind of want to get a blue suit now. I think I could make that work. But um, yeah. Everybody looked good. Justin did good. Justin needed um. Like, again, in retrospect, maybe get him. He uh, Well, the lighting, the lighting was weird because it didn't follow Kirk through the crowd. That's yes. one technical thing that I, I, bet, I bet they would him. try to address for next time. So then when Justin was following him with the camera, when they got a certain distance from the stage, you couldn't really tell what was going on in that camera shot. Yes. But again, that's not quite there's some stuff you just can't. You might not be able to anticipate until you're in the thick of it. And then you say, okay, for next time, get Justin a light yeah. when he follows Kirk around or yeah. tell the Wiver like, we need a spotlight to follow the guy. But, yeah. but it, it, him, him fucking being all throughout the crowd was great. And I saw DEC's stupid tweet. Like, oh, yes. DEC's, he's just a fucking idiot. Like, don't even, if even if you think that, don't even say it. Like, that's, that's just, Trying to be better than, and I'm the king of that. Like I know, I know what he's doing because that's the type of shit I would do. Like, if you're really that concerned about Kirk, you really think tweeting that out, like some Minifans are going to have an epiphany and say Dec's right, like we should have gotten Kirk help instead of. It's like just shut the, just keep that to yourself. Like you're not actually helping by being preachy and judgmental about that. Mm. But, but it was nerve wracking. But it was in a funny, like Kirk Minahan kind of way. Like when he was on the balcony. And there was a bar that kind of braced up against his ankles. That was less nerve wracking. But when he was on the pillar, the top of the pillar, yes. with no support around him, that was, uh, yeah, that, that made me nervous. But in a mint, like he's just, he was a fucking wild man. Like he was putting on a show and just went nuts. He, he did great.
0: Yeah, I was really worried Kirk was going to topple over at various stages. You know, you're right. When he was leaning on that rail, I was thinking, you know, that rail's probably been there a 100 years. I hope someone's tightened the screws.
1: Yeah, and the thing I think I said to you after the show is he wasn't even at a great enough height that he would have died if he fell. It would have just been incredibly inconvenient for everybody involved.
0: It would and have just have, you know, landed on someone's head or something. Yo, oh, yeah,
1: he would have hurt people beneath him, he would have been hurt, but I don't know if anyone would die.
0: No, well, maybe next time we can find out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah i just don't even think we should give dc any oxygen i mean as far as i'm concerned he's dead um i wish he had like no oxygen for real um yeah he should
1: it's like just don't comment on it
0: like you're mm. not
1: you're not involved in it you're not really helping even though that's kind of what you're trying to act like you're doing just shut the fuck up
0: how pissed off do you think kirk would have been if he had seen all the minor fans asking me for like selfies and stuff
1: he would have attacked you
0: yeah I think he would
1: have blacked out and, and woken up in custody and it would be explained to him that he like he put, an, put Australian. an Australian in the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, <laughs> he would have been, <laughs> he would have been mad. But you you're not, I mean, you're not, you're not lying. Like I was around you a bit and every time I was around you, people were either shouting manners or asking to take a picture. So that's good. Cause you're a little like, uh, you're like a little whack packer. It just mm. goes to show, like even the whack packers in this world, um, people love them. And you were there from fucking Australia. They get it. I was glad when you went in studio, Mike. The next episode asked Kirk, like, when did you decide between leaving the studio and coming back? When did you decide that you were going to bring Manners in? And Kirk basically said, like, I always knew I would. Like the guy came from Australia, oh, yeah. so that was nice that to, you know, some indication that they they do appreciate. What a super fan you are! Because it is fucking yeah. wild that you made the trip.
0: Do Do you think it was bizarre that Kirk didn't kind of mention it at the Wilbur at all? Like, oh my I've god, got a fan this, is why, 10, this is why ten thousand kilometers. Hates you, no, no. But yeah, I'm just curious. Do this you think is it was weird? No no, 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 no. Because no, if I was doing a live show, a cricket take a cricket podcast, and someone had flown halfway across the world to see it, I would be super flattered, and I might mention it. It's not about True. me. True. About... Well, Mike mentioned it. Yeah. No, I'm just curious from a, a third person's point of view. Like, uh
1: I guess I wouldn't have been surprised if they mentioned it. But it's not like when they didn't mention it, I thought, oh my god, I can't believe they didn't mention mentors." Plus, he figures giving giving how incestuous the world is. Like, except for some of the significant others who got dragged along, there's nobody there who doesn't know who you are that you came from Australia.
0: Yeah, maybe. I, I did have the mind. woman. Enjoy the the woman.
1: Person. The woman next to me asked me who Steve's a liar guy was. And I, w- I wasn't uh, quite sure how to respond. Remembered. Well, that's. And I just was like, I was like, he's that Steve's a liar guy. He wrote power because uh, the fact that she asked me that made me think, like, well, what is her knowledge level of the show? It must be low. So how do I explain this to someone that doesn't? And then and then you I was just like, Uh, Cause he hasn't been around the last
0: six months. He hasn't been around quite.
1: Oh, in that sense. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if he'll be back now.
0: Yeah. We'll see. I've got another question for you and then we're going to answer your stuff. So they, they spoke about doing, um, you know, Wilbur shows next year. Sorry. They tweeted out. Yeah. So judging from the crowd at the second show, you know, do you think if they did two shows at the Wilbur, they could sell them out?
1: Yes. Well, no, no, no. Well, like two shows on two nights either yes i would think so i would think so
0: um and i was surprised uh, more of the tickets for the second show didn't get snapped up
1: i think though like you said as big a fan as you are and you traveled all the way from australia there was still the temptation of Boy, rather than go to the second show, like, do I want to just keep socializing with the fans? Mm. So I think a lot of fans might have made that choice to not go to the second show, but just because they wanted to see each other, which, again, is a testament to the show and the community that it built and all that. Mm. So some of those folks, had there been a show the next night, maybe would stay over, go to two shows if they were spaced out by a day rather than back to back. I probably. Well, actually, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That would be harder for me to do. But I didn't, uh, I don't know if I would, if I was in their shoes, I would take a close look at, do we want to do the two shows back to back again? I, as a fan, I think I would prefer one show a night that perhaps equals the length of the two shows together. So mm-hmm. one three hour show with like, give them a a half, you know, a decent intermission in there somewhere. Then it can kind of feel like two shows. Um yeah you, I think you've people asked, would the, you've, asked
0: the, you've asked the question um you know one thing you could change for next time and I think that's the one thing I'd change you'd have a show on each night um one show on Friday one show on Saturday and you know two big nights of it not kind of all sort of piled into one night where it's pretty hectic
1: yeah you know and even then if uh say you had a Friday night show and then a Saturday night show if the Saturday night show were not sold out it they probably would sell a f- bunch of tickets on Saturday based on all the buzz from
0: Friday, the first
1: show on Friday, whereas mm. you didn't have that opportunity with them back to back. That's right. But I, I I think too, like there's gotta be uh th- there's going to be a lot of momentum after this show. So I'm sure, cause I know Kirk has said that before, like let's do um, like they did Madawaska and then put the Wilbur tickets on sale. Like he likes that yeah. one event kind of build momentum for the other. So if they're going to do stuff in the Wilbur at the Wilbur in the spring, I bet the tickets go on sale soon. And and I think I think there's so much buzz about this show. I think everyone who went to it will want to go again. And I think anyone who didn't go to this is probably kicking themselves and would snap up tickets to go to the next one.
0: Yeah, I wish it was that easy for me. All right. So yeah, you, too you, bad. You, you've now you've sent a few questions in. So um, you've sent you. Andy sent me a few questions, not the listeners. So, most surprising minifan. I'm going to go with Copper Doodle, um, who's a mm. great caller, great voice. Did not look anything like I expected.
1: Uh, I'll go with uh, Patrick from Lawrence, being a like a, a beast of a man.
0: Yep. Uh, does, one Clem- point- does Clemmer still count as a minifan? No, no, he's he's been gone past us now. He's because I have some. I have star. Clemmer
1: comments. I don't know where to fit them in. Can we talk yeah, about Clemmer real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I, I, I usually don't make. I usually try not to comment on people's physical appearance too much, but Clemmer is astonishingly thin. I, he might be the thinnest man I've ever seen, and and I'm at the point now where like it's not even, it's not even sexual. Like I need to see Clemmer naked. I just <laughs> I need to know what's there's, there's going the t- on under the title those for clothes. This episode i need i need to and i i've been trying to think of a way to d like ask him i don't even know how to broach this with him but he's just like everyone always makes the joke joke about people not having an ass but like clemmer i don't i think does not have an ass like it was just it's a super nice guy i'm glad i got to meet him but i i as much as they talk about how thin he is i I couldn't fucking believe it when i saw it it was it was thinner than i could have imagined
0: He's like a 90-year-old man who's just wasted away. Like, I mean, I'm sure Clint Eastwood's got more on him than um, Chris Clammer. And, and what's going to happen when Clammer's Eastwood's age? Does he just, you know, is he, I mean, I guess his liver won't make it that far.
1: He just literally disappears, I think. Just yeah, just gone.
0: Yeah. Great guy, Chris, but. I, and well, I want to meet, I really want to
1: meet his wife too.
0: You, I mean, Klammer,
1: he's fascinating, man. He, he's,
0: Clammer's uh, interesting. Hmm. so most surprising minifan copper doodle you've got pat and lawrence um this is a this was just a surprising moment this minifan who i who don't know his name in the first show at one point he just leaned over from another table and said to me you really hate kirk don't you <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> he said yeah clearly i'm here We're like, yeah what
0: <laughs> um okay um best show moment what's yours oh geez that's a good question i don't know <laughs> i didn't think about it well i'll go first honestly that opening act in the first show when uh, the van halen song when yeah. Kurt's just screaming and running around the audience and screaming from like each level um singing like you know he's not he's fine singer like he's a, a fine singer like you know, there's rock musicians who have sold millions of albums with worse voices than him. Uh, so I just loved that because I thought it just set the the energy up for the show. Like he's gonna fucking blow our minds. Yeah, actually, that might be that. That probably is the most
1: standout moment. the The getting wheeled in on the cross into and then that went into Van Halen, right?
0: Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because the Van, yeah, it really. You're right. It was a to, It was a tone setter. Like he was. He was all over the place. I, at one point I sent my wife a picture and she was like, what am I looking at here? And I was like, that's Kirk like on top of a balcony, maybe about to fall off. Uh, and I said, and it's like the fourth or fifth time he's done it already. <laughs> so yeah, that was a great tone setter. Yeah. And the, you know, and it's funny too, because that, that Van Halen song, it's funny that that kicked off the show. The show such a, such a celebration of him and his fans but that song, the context of that song was a day when he was going absolutely insane on the fans and was so pissed at everybody. So it's funny that that song now, um, it's like, it's such a KMS thing that that song, there was so much anger around it. And now it's almost like a sentimental thing.
0: (laughs) You're right. Um, okay. Biggest laugh. What's your biggest laugh?
1: Man. Good question. Menners.
0: I got to think about it. well, uh, I I th- thought in the second show, and this is not the biggest laugh, it's hard, but one of the biggest laughs I liked, like in the first show they did a bit with Call Dale that was funny. But in the second show they did a bit making fun of Kirk's pants. And um, they did the, um, you know, Whitney put in the video and then, culinane and justin went up to uh, did a man on the street asking people if they they were men's pants and showing them the video of kirk wearing them so i thought that was pretty funny i don't know if it's biggest laugh but it amused me
1: yeah biggest laugh is tough because i i was i laughed the whole time i mean they were it was just consistently funny i did appreciate um i liked uh, kirk turning on clemmer had me laughing and then just the way every once in a while, <laughs> there'd be like a a momentary lull, you know, like the the crowd noise would go down for just a moment, and somebody would take the opportunity to scream "fuck you, Clemmer!" That yes. that crack, like a well anything well placed when when a room quiets down and somebody takes that opportunity to shout something, always kills me. So yeah, and the, first, yelling, show was you,
0: the fi- first show was fire. The first show was fire. when it, when everybody be quiet Fire Dave, fuck you, Dave. <laughs> Poor um. Dave. He really does look
1: like Ellen, too. Even does, like yeah. the way he had like the sports coat on yeah. over like a t shirt. Yeah, he just Yeah, he looks he looks he looks like he could be Ellen's stunt double in a movie.
0: All right. The next question biggest miss of the show. Do you have an answer? The the one thing I thought the
1: uh Pat Mc like Gilbert Godfrey had said, may he actually rest in peace. And that was funny because they like, they
0: love the Gilbert. Justin's in memoriam segment.
1: Yes. And then I didn't think that joke quite worked the second time with Pat McAfee. Yeah. That's the only thing I would say. I think there could have been a better joke there because the Gilbert jokes based on the fact that they actually love Gilbert, but they didn't really love McAfee. Mm. That was, uh, that was it. I mean, like, you no one cares about yours manners. Yeah, the, yeah. uh, <laughs> the only thing that, I would say maybe was missing was some of the typical, like just bullshitting on the show. But again, the more I think about it, the more like that probably would have just been inappropriate. So even though it was missing, it maybe wasn't a miss. It it probably was a good idea. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure I'm wrong about that. That It's good that they didn't have that.
0: My biggest miss was just the whole Julie DeCaro bit. So they, they messed it up the first show and the second show was fine. Uh, I didn't, you know, it didn't land for me. I'm a, sort of a bit sick of the DeCaro hate. I get it. I get why it was in the show. And a lot of people found it amusing, but, you know, I just find it a bit boring now. She's so irrelevant. You know, she's like Dec. She's, you know, she's just boring and irrelevant. So I didn't love that bit.
1: Yeah. uh, Maybe in the DeCaro bit.
0: Like it went jo- on a bit the- too long.
1: Yeah. And the joke was like the, um, me, may- like, Maybe maybe mixing in some some screenshots of tweets from the accounts that document her hypocrisy. That would have been funnier. Like, that's what I find funny when they point that stuff out. Less so when it's like, look at this overweight, not so attractive woman. And that's like the video was a lot of it was just like, uh, look at it. It's a bad picture of her. Whereas mm. I like more when they're like that those accounts that that drag her and point out she'll say one thing one day and another thing just so blazingly hypocritical or brazenly hypocritical that i i'm often like this can't be real like they got to be like can anyone be as full of shit as her and every time it's yep this is actually she is that <laughs> full true. of shit she yeah is. but it's nitpicking yeah it's nitpicking like there's nothing they they did they did a great they did a great fucking job they put on a show man they really they put on a production
0: absolutely um you went to the socco show last summer was it or the summer before um well, it was covid it was so 2020 wasn't it because you didn't leave your car did they do 2021 yeah maybe anyway so how does it compare totally different Yeah.
1: totally different like sako the one i went to they did incorporate videos um yeah so i must have been at the i don't know but they they incorporated um videos like they had the the trailer parodies with mike and ted but other than those it was more just like a live recording of kms um and i loved it so i was glad this was totally different and again i feel like it's it's venue specific like when they're at the wilbur i think they do need to go above and beyond putting on more of a production and yes. it's a show whereas like sacco or the vfw or magnolia it makes sense that it's more of just a literal like you're here for a live taping of of kms so i hope they keep doing both because i think they both are they both have their benefits like the you know I, I wouldn't want to just go to one and not the other. Like if I went to Saco again, I would want it to be more like a live recording of the show, maybe with some extra shit mixed in, as opposed yeah. to feeling like they need to do what they did at the Wilbur.
0: Um, a couple of things before I let you go. We've recorded you're fall, you're falling
1: asleep on me, man. No,
0: no, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not falling asleep. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great here. Um, do you think, and I don't like to talk about Kirk's family, but I'm just curious. Okay. I don't want to go into detail, but do you think, you know, Kirk's wife and his his kids were at the Wilbur at all during it. Like, I was just trying to think if I was in Sydney doing a show at a big theatre, but knowing this crazy world and knowing the crazy Minna fans and Mena fans, you know, would your family come? But I also think it's strange, like, you're doing a show at the Wilbur Theatre, like two sold-out sold shows. Like, wouldn't like, Kate and Harry and maybe Mrs Minahan want to just See Kirk on stage. I don't know. I just thought, you know, it was an interesting question. What What do you think? Were they there?
1: What the fuck are you trying to
0: do to me? What do you mean? I'm what, are just you, what are you walking me into? I don't want to talk I'm, about his family. I'm just, I don't want to talk about his family. I'm just saying. Do you think they were at the Wilbur? Like, no, I don't think okay. they would have been. Um, because Andy Nolan was there. I'm sure other friends and you know, yeah, colleagues yeah. were there.
1: Um, yeah, it's a good question. I like because I'm sure it was a big. It. I mean, obviously, it's a huge professional milestone and accomplishment. So, I'd be surprised if his kid maybe Kate, because she's older, I'd be surprised if his kids were there. But I wonder if he took them to the Wilbur to show them beforehand. Maybe, maybe did, they did the like, backstage and
0: they were watching from yeah. there. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe I, I, just I hope thought, I, I mean, just to be, my wife's not interested in anything I do performance wise, or just you just in general. To, yeah, so she just wants me to do the washing and
1: yeah, um, she's you know, just not that, interested in you exactly
0: so everything i I, I don't think she would have come um but i was curious if if you thought kirk's family did
1: i i wonder yeah it's a good i want my daughter my daughter
0: who's about kate's age probably would like she'd have been like i want to come backstage and watch so
1: yeah yeah maybe they did do something i mean i hope it was uh i hope it was uh i hope it i hope they did something to indicate like what a big deal it was and i'm I'm sure they're proud of them i'm sure
0: you know, because you know, we. I hope he got the the recognition he deserves for, for putting on such a great performance. Like, can you know? Yeah. You know, was it just like Sunday morning? You know, like his you know family is there whinging to him like any other Sunday morning. Um, oh, know. probably.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they were.
0: Um, mow the lawn, dickhead. I mean, we know Kirk doesn't mow the lawn. Yeah, no. Um, call book, the mowers. Book. Yeah, call the yeah. call the guy to mow the lawn, please, <laughs> Dad. Um, all right, and then after the show. Um, so, you know, post show, we get out about midnight. Um, we actually, it was really funny. You can tell the Wilbur at the end just wanted to get fucking KMS out of there. So, you know, the yeah. security guys are getting Kirk down from the railing or the, the wherever he was standing up. And then he ends, you know, he ends the last musical number in the crowd. And then the Wilbur just puts the lights on. Kirk's like probably, you know, in the stairs with all the Minifans trying to get out of there. And um, the Wilbur's just put the lights on and kicked everyone out so it's probably a stupid question. Was that, did
1: Kirk intend to end the show there? Cause right before that segment, he said something like, we've got a lot more show or we're not going anywhere. And I thought he meant the show itself wasn't ending. Like the Wilbur show had more to go, but then, but then when it ended, I was like, Oh, maybe he meant KMS. Cause there was I all this speculation KMS. about, okay, good. Well, yeah. I'm, and I'm glad the show's not ending, but yeah, they definitely, they definitely wanted to get people out of there. They also wouldn't let me take my water bottle out.
0: Yeah, they, they said I if I bought it in there, place.
1: I had. Yeah, that I, that was odd. But the, I thought the Wilbur was like, it was a nice place. The the staff was nice. It seemed they got everybody seated smoothly, and nobody was yeah. a total. There were no sh- no shitheads. Like there was just the one Jay. guy just he kept telling to shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, just Jay. Yeah, he was trying to get into a section he didn't have a ticket for. So oh, we're getting really? out of the Wilbur. You know, it's all fun and games on the street. So this is where I think, you know, the Mina fans kind of dropped the ball. We needed an after-party venue, even if it was just one place we decided on where we're, you know, all you know, all going to meet after the show. So anyone that didn't go to the second show, you know, everyone was there and we just all met. But we didn't have that, so we all ended up getting, sort of getting pizza on the street. And that's when we saw Kirk getting pizza. Um, so that was pretty fun i've never
1: i've never been more jealous of anyone or anything than i was of minifans eating that pizza which i can no <laughs> longer i can no longer consume <laughs> that was rough that was rough
0: and and then we we did something that will long live in my memory do you, do you know in the muppet show they had the two guys sitting on the balcony who would just comment on everything yeah yeah, you know you and i sort of took on that role and we just strolled through the streets of boston <laughs> you know reviewing the show minute by minute and then yep. you know we sort of got to motel and we just stood there for another half an hour 40 minutes going into the details of the show um you know like it was some great theatrical performance we'd just seen which it, was it was a great it was a was. great
1: theatrical performance yeah i'm glad manners i'm glad i'm glad my night ended with uh Walking you like a gentleman back to your hotel room, making yeah. sure you you got there safely. And I did offer crazy. you to come
0: up. That's
1: true. That's true. Yeah, I, I, I could have I could have crashed with you, but you don't want that.
0: No, absolutely, you don't, want, don't. want that. No, I won. I won when you said no. Uh, and then what? You went and slept in your car for six hours and then drove home. I did. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, Were you just too tired to drive? I think I I think I would have passed a
1: breathalyzer because I quit drinking. By the second show, I don't think I had any more drinks, but I had some THC in me and I was tired and I just felt like I would have been nervous the whole time driving home. And I was like, you know what? If I'm that nervous about it, it's probably a good sign I just shouldn't drive. So I just like cracked the windows in the car a little bit and put the seat back and got a pretty, you know, a for sleeping in my car, it was a decent six hours.
0: That's great. What is saying? Yeah. What is (laughs) saying? Was Tim Ridgels in the next car?
1: (laughs) No, but part of me, part of me did wonder if like on Twitter, the next day, there might be some pictures of me just snoring in my car or some video Mm -hmm. of that, which, which would have been funny. But, um, yeah, I hope everybody got home safe. I just figured it didn't seem, didn't seem worth it. And I, I, it was questionable. So I didn't want to be an asshole. And if you have any question about it, you just shouldn't drive. So, so I
0: didn't, I did the right thing. Manners. Beautiful. Um, well, mate, thanks for joining me for this Wilbur recap. What a weekend! Did we get what through all night? my superlatives? I think so. I mean, most of the other stuff we talked about anyway. So, you, you want what wrote one called "Secret Garden," which I don't know what that means. Oh, "Secret Garden" is steamy. What I didn't. I wasn't
1: too like the the lyrics. There's a lot of a uh, lot of innuendo in that song. <laughs> it was it was doing it for me. I didn't. Is that a Bruce Springsteen song? I think so oh Isn't see i thought that? it was i thought it was petty and then kirk well, said maybe it was he, do you know any more springsteen and they played a tom petty song so i was like oh maybe yeah. that was was that tom petty before and they thought yeah i guess that was i guess that was uh wow nobody nobody sucks the energy out of the end of a show like me man with just the total, <laughs> total all right well Mario, total let's leave Unnecessary it there.
0: question yeah. well you you put it there uh, <laughs> all right man thanks for joining me um we'll catch up soon Thanks everybody for listening. Yep. to Minna fans. If anyone got more uh, more recaps coming from the world bank. got the Minna ladies. Got send Diabra. me your There's clemmer nudes coming. if you got them. Beautiful. Thanks everyone.